This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know, I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. Be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, on 1057 FM, The Fan. Welcome in. It is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you, live from the Pella, uh, the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Studios. Bucks come up on the losing end, 119-106. That is it for the regular season. That is it for these bubble seeding games, as they called them. These eight games that meant nothing really for the Milwaukee Bucks. Done. Now we get to playing for real, finally, starting next week. We think uh, the playoffs will start on Monday, but no official schedule out yet from the NBA as far as playoff schedule goes. Memphis needed this game to try and get into that 8-9 matchup. Coming up on Saturday, the play-in game for the Western Conference uh, playoffs, and they got the win again over the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, let's quickly start this thing off, and uh, how about we go inside the box score? How did tonight's game add up? Let's go inside the box score. On the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. And see what your favorite players did in today's game. Presented by Autos Wine and Spirits. Locally owned, offering the widest selection of beer, wine, and liquor with everyday low prices at their seven Milwaukee locations. AutosWineAndSpirits.com All right, so as we go inside the box score of the Bucks and the Grizzlies, we'll do the Milwaukee Bucks. DJ Wilson got the start today in place of Giannis. 30 minutes played. 5 of 10 from the floor, 2 of 5 from three-point range. He had 12 points, 8 boards, an assist, 1 steal, and 1 turnover. Chris Middleton, 21 minutes, trying to get in that elite shooter's club for field goal percentage, three-point percentage, and free throw percentage. It did not happen. 21 minutes, 5 of 13 from the floor, 0 of 1 from 3, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 
14 points, four boards, four assists, and three turnovers for Middleton. Brooke Lopez, 20 minutes, 6 of 14 from the floor, 2 of 8 from three-point range, 5 of 5 from the free-throw line, 19 points, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block for Brooke Lopez. Eric Bledsoe, he got to play today, 20 minutes, 1 of 8 from the floor, 0 of 2 from three-point range, 1 of 2 from the free-throw line. Uh, He had three points, a couple of boards, five assists, and two steals to go along with a turnover. Pat Connaughton, 16 minutes played, one of four from the field, zero of two from three-point range. He had two points, one board, and one steal to go along with one turnover. Off the bench, 26 minutes for Frank Mason III, who has been playing well in his time that he has seen. Seven of 13 from the floor, three of six uh, from three-point line, one of two from the free-throw line, 18 points, four boards, eight assists, a steal, a block, and one turnover. Frank Mason, the third, impressive. Dante DiFincenzo needed a good game in the worst way and finally got one. 19 minutes, seven of 13 from the floor, three of five from three-point range, zero of one from the free-throw line, 17 points, four boards, four assists, one steal. He, however, did have five turnovers. That kind of takes the shine off of the rest of the game that he had, uh, something obviously... Uh, that can be worked on. Just one of those games, I guess, for DiVincenzo. Some of the other guys off the bench, Kyle Corver, 21 minutes, one of three from the floor, one of two from three, one of one from the line, four points, one rebound, and one turnover for Kyle Corver. 21 minutes for Robin Lopez, two of nine from the floor, zero of four from three, one of two from the line, five points, four rebounds, one block shot for Robin Lopez. Uh, Also, 19 minutes for Sterling Brown, one of six from the floor, one of three from three, two of two from the free throw line, five points, five boards, two assists, a steal, and one turnover. Uh, Thanasis, uh, Giannis' brother, one of four from the field, zero of two from three, zero of three from the free throw line, two points, two assists, one board, and one steal to go along with one turnover. Marvin Williams, 10 minutes, two of two from the field, one of one from three, Five points, three boards for Marvin Williams. From the field, 39.4% for the Bucks, 50% for the Memphis Grizzlies. Like I said before, in a must-win situation for them to try and get into the playoffs. The Grizzlies from three, 13 of 33. The Bucks, 13 of 41. From the free throw line, 16 of 23 for Memphis, 15 of 23 for the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks get hammered on the boards. Memphis wins that one, 55 to 46. Assists, 36 assists for Memphis, 27 for the Milwaukee Bucks. Turnovers, 18 for Memphis, 15 for the Milwaukee Bucks uh, today. Who stood out most from tonight's game? Who will they be talking about tomorrow? It's time for today's MVB of the game. Brought to you by Chevrolet. Check out the all-new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on the fan. Uh, this one's easy. Easy peasy, right? Easy peasy. Frank Mason the third, clearly. 7 of 13 from the floor. 3 of 6 from three-point land. 18 points, 8 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, and... How much playoff run he's actually going to get, I don't know. Because Eric Bledsoe is struggling right now for the Milwaukee Bucks. And that leads to the question of the day here on the postgame show. What's your main concern heading into the playoffs for the Milwaukee Bucks? What's that one concern you may have? Could be a player. Uh, could be a team issue. Uh, could be a team issue of not wanting to see a certain team. They concern you. Uh, maybe on the Eastern Conference side going into the playoffs. So what's your main concern about this Bucks team 
uh, going in. Because I'll be honest, I've been sitting here doing the Wendy's Big Show all afternoon while this Bucks game was going on. And most of what I saw from Twitter while the game was going on was negative, 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 negative. I thought I was watching a 15-win team during that season based on how negative each and every Bucks fan I saw on Twitter was. Now, maybe that's the fault of uh, ourselves here at the fan. Maybe we follow a lot of negative Bucks fans. Okay, fine. Maybe it's our fault for following a bunch of negative Bucks fans. But I really don't get it. Like, did you all forget what this team looked like before the pandemic? Do you think that this is like a movie, like Space Jam? Somebody just took the Bucks' talent, and now they're going to lose in the playoffs. Presto. All done. Come on. I mean, I get it, right? I suffered through it just as much as you did watching this team suck for years. I totally understand. Totally. This is a good basketball team. They have the best record in the NBA. They're really, really good with quite a bit of talent. One of the deepest teams in the NBA. And you are acting like they're horrible. And I, for the love of God, I don't understand it. Please explain to me how we are basing what this team is based on games that didn't mean a thing for this basketball team. Not a thing. Other than pride. Right? Don't like the Heat. Want to win that game. Don't like Toronto. I'd like to win that game. But, oh, look, all these guys aren't playing. Well, that takes care of that. What is wrong with you people? We should be happy. We should be excited for the playoffs to start. Get your Bucks gear out. Put it on. Wear it all weekend. The playoffs start next week. And let's go. The Orlando Magic's first. Okay, that will be easy. Then we're going to get into the second round. That may be a little bit more difficult. Sure. The Heat or the Pacers, yeah. They may win a game or two against the Bucs. Certainly. Could happen. I'm not sitting here telling you they're going to sweep every series they're in. Because that's... Is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Is it likely? No, probably not. Probably not likely that they're going to sweep every team they see in the postseason. This is a good basketball team, and you people need to relax. It's time to get the perspective of tonight's game from a Hall of Famer. I love the city of Milwaukee, the Bucks organization. A Bucks legend. It's all about the game, and I'm just blessed to be a part of the great game of basketball. Sidney Moncrief joins the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Check out their new and certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz vehicles off of I-43 North at Silver Spring Drive on AM 1250 and 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, time now to bring on the Bucks legend, as you just heard, Sidney Moncrief on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. All right, Sidney Moncrief, your thoughts on what you saw today in this Bucks Grizzlies game? Well, I could not watch the game. I could watch the score and the stats, but where I'm located, for some reason, they did not have the Bucks and the Grizzlies on. I can't blame them. Um, yep, but I, I don't. 
Yeah, I, it, it's okay. It doesn't really matter to me one way or the other because we're talking about the, the topic that I'm going to do today on the show is what's your concern, your biggest concern uh, for this Bucks team as they go into the playoffs starting next week? Uh, and Gary and Leroy on the big show before they got off the air answered my question before we got into the postgame show. And I think Leroy brought up a, a couple of good topics and Gary, and that was turnovers and defending the three are two of their biggest concerns heading into this thing. How big of concerns are those two elements for you? You have to always be concerned about your defense going into the playoffs, but I think it's more difficult to score in the playoffs because everything tends to slow down. I think they'll protect the ball better. I'm concerned about the rotations. I'm concerned do you have your top eight players that you feel comfortable with, I think that rotation will more than likely change because once you see a player is not performing, you're going to probably go with that number nine person and see if you can locate that hot player. So the rotations concern me. The offensive execution and spacing concerns me because when teams box up Giannis and we're not making that pass quick enough to start ball movement or creating mismatches, to start ball movement, then your offense bogs down. And to me, that's the bigger issue. Can you score the basketball? I think their defense will be okay, but can you score? I think I I, I look at it, and my concern, if I had one, is Bledsoe still. And I've been on the Bledsoe thing this whole time, but Bledsoe has not played all that well early on. And the Orlando series, I think he needs to start to find his rhythm offensively to really help this team when they get the winner of Miami and Indiana. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I also think that he has to selectively, selectively, I'm sorry, find ways to advance the basketball quicker before the defense sets up. And so that's a concern, the speed and pace in which the Bucks can play without turnovers. Of course, when you generate turnovers, you can get in transition. But now the question becomes, what if we're not generating turnovers and we're switching defense based on rebounding? Less so becomes more of a, uh, to me, a kingpin because he has the ability to push the ball and get easier baskets than most players on that team. Talk with Sidney Moncrief, Bucks legend, pro basketball Hall of Famer here uh, on the fan. What about from the aspect of what this team looks like now uh, going into the playoffs versus how this team ended up last year in the playoffs? Do you like where this team is better this year than where it was last year? No, no way. No way. It's a huge difference between last year to me and this year because you had a full season, number one, last year, and you knew that teams have ups and downs. Uh, but this this is a shortened season, so you really don't have as much. To, now you're in the playoffs. Now you're in the playoffs. So uh, not playing well going into the playoffs, I think, meant a little bit more this year than it did last year because you had all this history behind you that you could draw upon where you had successes even though you limped into the playoffs. So this year certainly concerns me a little bit more than last year. When you talk about this Bucks team going into the playoffs and their depth with Robin Lopez now off the bench, Kyle Korver now off the bench, and Marvin Williams now off the bench, do you feel like this is a deeper basketball team than last year? I don't know. I have to see them perform. I don't On paper, maybe. But like I said, every game is going to stand on its own. I know we talk a lot about momentum, 
But yep. really, every playoff game is different and it stands on its own. You can't really take anything from that first playoff game victory or defeat wow. because everyone will look different. But, and every player will have an opportunity, I think, to step up. Yeah, but you know, the whole momentum thing is interesting to me, right? So if this was a regular season, you're switching venues. You're switching fans that can kind of help a little bit uh, with you know them being loud and into it and can kind of help to change momentum. But in this situation, it doesn't change. Like, it's the same atmosphere, game in, game out, game in, game out. So I, I just wonder how that will affect momentum and maybe lack of or propelling a hot team through it. Well, I think it will impact the Bucks because the home crowd in Milwaukee, they're so dominant, and they do account for points. They equate to points. And I think we've seen that since they've come back in the bubble, that I, I feel a lot of games – the Bucks, a couple games the Bucks could have won just simply because the fans would have pushed them with their enthusiasm to finish the game stronger. You, you won't have that this year. And it's hard to say how that would come into play. We can only go from what we've seen so far, where the Bucks have certainly been at a disadvantage in that area. One last thing, doesn't concern the Bucks, but life uh, in general, because I'm interested. I mean, obviously, you played college sports, you played professional sports, the whole deal. What are your thoughts on uh, all of these different conferences canceling uh, their fall sports at, the, at this point and others continuing to play? I don't really. Uh, they all have different sets of information. As we know, how can one conference feel that it's safe to play and the other feel it's not safe? I think it comes down to the president's chancellors of these universities making decisions and they're not always football decisions. Sometimes they're health decisions. Sometimes it's a combination, but some people are more aggressive with their viewpoint of, of uh, how successful players can be without staying healthy than other conferences. I just, and I think it, that's what it comes down to. I just can't fathom it as a college student getting ready to play your senior year. Maybe it's your first chance to start or whatever the case may be. And now this happens, and this just happens to be the year of the pandemic of how it falls out for you or incoming recruit or whatever the case may be. It just has to be devastating for these college athletes and all the different fall sports. It really does, and you really never gave it an opportunity because you can always pull back. You can always start and see and stop. that maybe this is more of an issue than what we thought, and you can stop. But once you decide not to start, that makes it problematic. I would like to have seen like the NBA had a plan in place. Of course, they had to bubble, but they still had a plan. They had a comprehensive plan. And if things did not go according to plans as far as health, they would have pulled back and done something different. And college football, which, as we know, more conservative when you have presidents and chancellors making sport decisions, they're going to be, they're going to be a lot more conservative in some ways. How impressive has the NBA been with this bubble? I mean, they, they really have become the model of sports of how to get this thing done and play through this pandemic. Uh, and yet again, yesterday, uh, another week of no positive tests. Yes, they've done a very good job of giving the players just enough freedom, keeping the environment very sterile, and still generating interest and excitement in watching the ball games. It's been it's been fun to watch in spite of not having the crowds that we're accustomed to having. Thank you so much, Sidney Moncrief. Appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you once we get into the next uh, round of the playoffs. Go Bucks! Go Bucks! Thank go! You. There he is, Sidney Moncrief on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. As your passion outgrown your home, 
A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. All right, Bucks come up on the losing end to the Memphis Grizzlies, 119 to 106. Asking you, what is your biggest concern as we get ready for the playoffs? That's what I want to know. It's your show. Call in. Let's talk. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, Bucks come up on the losing end. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you as we broadcast live from the Bella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Studios. Mayor Mitch Ross, executive producer of this show, other side of the glass with his fresh new haircut. So the Bucks come up on the losing end, and they got to have that drive of the game. And this is what uh, Mayor Mitch came up with, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Nice. Snuck behind the defense. His team, you could hear him yelling for him. He's coming behind you, but it was too late. Nice flush. He's had some big games, Mom. 19 today, 34 in the bubble. All right, so there is uh, the highlight there, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Brooke Lopez with a reverse dunk. Uh, nicely done by Brooke Lopez. Lopez uh, only played 20 minutes, and obviously they had 20-minute caps uh, for the most part on him, Bledsoe, and Middleton. Lopez ended up 6 of 14 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3, 5 of 5 from the line, 19 points, and uh, 9 rebounds and 1 block shot. So a nice game for Brooke Lopez as they get ready for the playoffs uh, to start uh, coming up next week. The question on the table is this, Bucks fans. What's your one main concern you have going into the postseason? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1057FM, the fan. Uh, AJ uh, tweets at the fan, how willing they are to let the other team rain threes all over them with no adjustments. They just, I don't know how much more I can say this. They just don't value that part of the game nearly as much as everybody else in the league does. Like they value more making sure nobody goes down the lane for easy layups or dunks. That's what they value more. They don't really value or at least it doesn't appear with Boonholzer. It didn't appear that way with Jason Kidd. It appears the same. Uh, if you want to shoot 50 or 63s, go ahead. If you make enough, fine. You beat us today. We'll play you tomorrow, and I bet you you don't do it again. It's it's That's kind of the attitude I pick up watching this Bucks team of, go ahead, you get hot, we lose. Okay, you won't do it two games in a row. You certainly won't do it three games in a row in a series. So go ahead. We'll take our chances. Have at it. And, yeah, I mean, that could be their downfall. That could Bite them in the behind before this whole thing is said and done if somebody's able to get on a roll like Van Vliet uh, did for Toronto last year. It absolutely could be a problem. No question. Mike Southside, you're next on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. What's up, Mike? Hey, I'm going to grab my glasses here and read my notes. Uh, what's your record now? 67 and 16? Uh, Bucks record uh, overall on the year 56 and 17. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I don't need to say 
sit around at a pool with NBA bars to know how to beat the Bucks. Nick Nurse is a Nick Nurse. Who wrote the, the rule book on that? And Nick Nurse, head coach of the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, hard fouls, harass Giannis. Let's see who else you got to beat us. Free throws are sketchy. Now it looks like he's fouling out more. Maybe a suspension in the playoffs. That would be terror. You know, when the Bulls came up, they read the rule book. They read the roadmap. They got Rodman, they had Oakley. But you could get away with that. Uh, the Bucks have no one to step up, like an enforcer. And I don't know what they're going to do. But I don't know. Thanks for the call, Mike. I don't know. Uh, I'll ask Mayor Mitch, other side of the glass. All right, Mayor Mitch, you tell me. Do you think in today's NBA that you still need an enforcer in order to win an NBA title? That you need a Draymond Green type guy in order to, in order to put you over the top and win a rate? Because Mike's right in the fact that they really don't have that guy. I mean, Giannis threw the headbutt, but he ha- can't be your enforcer. You really don't have that person that's stepped up and been that guy this year. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. That's that's a good question. I mean. You probably don't. I don't think you do. At this point, I think it it helps to have guys that, you know, aren't soft, so to speak. Um, but I think a guy like Brooke Lopez is intimidating enough on the court. He's, he's look, obviously I mean, very uh, You very say much, uh, soft, right? Is Steph Curry not soft? He is. Clay Thompson? He For is. The most part, yeah. yeah, I mean, those guys are jump shooters. That's what they do. But they do have Draymond. Right, and that that was a, that was your enforcer, you know, your bad guy on well, the team that went out there and mixed it up with whoever. It's kind to, of a fraud, to, in my opinion. But I'm not a Draymond Green guy either. I'm with you, uh, but but that's kind of what his role was on that team, right? So when things got, uh, I'm not going to say dirty, but things got physical or whatever, somebody shoved Curry too hard. He went running up in front of Curry to be that guy to step in mm-hmm. in, in front of Curry and be like, "You want to mess with him? You're going to mess with me." So do you really want to do this? And that's that guy. Larry Sanders, God bless him. He could have been that guy, but he was way yeah. too far out there in order to be that guy. And he walked away and said, "I'm done." And OJ, then he tried OJ to come Mayo back. Was that guy once upon a time? Kind of, uh, sort of. I, I feel like Sterling Brown was that guy, but he kind of forgot how to play basketball now. Right. So you can't really play him. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it kind of does feel like it is Giannis. That's it. Middleton this year had moments where he ran and stepped up for players. True, but he's not going to. But again, Giannis and Middleton can't be the guys. You need both of them. You can't have Middleton go swing on somebody and get kicked out for two or three games. So even if he wants to be the guy, and I don't care if you don't like Middleton, he's an all-star. He's going to throw up 20 a night, five, six boards, five, six assists. He does too much. You can't have him not in basketball games in series. You won't win the series. It's not going to happen. You can't have Giannis headbutting dudes because if he gets tossed out of multiple games in a series, you're probably not going to win that series either. So it's got to be somebody that you don't need as much necessarily to do it. Now, the guy that I've brought up is Robin Lopez. Like, I, look, things are getting chippy, Brooke. Come out, Robin, go get him. And he gets kicked out, who cares? Like, I don't care. Yeah. And you can sacrifice him. Pay is fine. Do whatever. You go be the bad guy. Go in there and start some crap. I feel like Robin Lopez is, yeah, he's that guy you just bring out there. You got six fouls. Right. You should just use him. I feel like a little bit with Kyle Korver as well. Not, he's not an enforcer. But in terms of Korver, you send him out there in a playoff game, I'm talking. Mm-hmm. You run a play for him. And if he makes it, he stays in. If he misses it, he's done. 
See, and Corver is a guy that, boy, oh boy, you talk about X-Factors in a series. And Jim Paschke brought this up in our preview show before this eight-game thing started. That was his X-Factor guy of, you know, Corver can win you a game or two in a playoff series when if he gets hot from outside because you saw it in the game the other, the other day. He hit five threes. Listen, if he hits five threes in a game, you're tough to beat at this point. Providing Giannis and Middleton and Bledsoe are healthy and playing and not suspended or hurt or whatever, providing everybody's healthy, you're tough to beat if Corver gets going from outside because that really provides problems. I think, for me, the one guy that I'm a little bit concerned about because he looks kind of slow to me, Marvin Williams, doesn't look to be right. And I maybe he is just slowing down at an older age or whatever else, but he, he looks like he's slowing down a little bit. And Bledsoe, like I said, Set as any mockery, he has got to get going in that Orlando series to make everybody feel more comfortable about that point guard position going into the second round, whether that be against the Heat or Pacers. And the other thing, too, you're going to get to rest. Yeah, you are. If you do what you're supposed to do and sweep Orlando, I don't think either one of those two teams are sweeping each other, the Heat in Indiana. So you should be able to get a couple more days of rest, get a practice or two in, to get everybody more comfortable with what you want to do against the next opponent and get ready to go. That's the nice advantage of giving, getting an Orlando uh, in the first round uh, of, of the playoffs, in my opinion at least, uh, at this point in time. Uh, okay, so let's get to the defensive play of the game. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, defensive play of the game. The drive of the game was Brooke Lopez with that slam. Defensive play of the game. Is it going to be a, a, a post-game show dominated by Brooke Lopez at the end of the day? Let's see what they picked on the other side of the glass, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Paschke and Steve Novak on the call. And for a record, block shot. And for a record, block shot. And a beauty. Lopez, that balance shooter. Great contest. He pays it off with a three on the other end, Valanciunas. Kind of shrugs his shoulders a little bit. His shoulders dropped. He got blocked and then was beaten on a triple by Brooke Lopez, who has 10 points, a pair of threes, and Milwaukee is down four now at 37-33 with 7.24 to play in the second quarter. All right, so there you go. Highlight courtesy of uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin. Lopez a block and then goes down and hits a three. Uh, on the other end, Bucks uh, lose today to the Memphis Grizzlies, one nineteen to one hundred six. That means it's going to be Memphis and Phoenix. It looks like for that eight nine game coming up uh, on Saturday, uh, and then a possible game on Sunday as well, depending on what happens on Saturday. I, I don't, I, I don't think Memphis is going to beat Phoenix. I, maybe I'm wrong, but Phoenix is playing at a whole different level. E- even though Memphis handled the Bucks benched today. Uh, for the most part there in the second half. I, I'm just, if you watch Phoenix and you watch Memphis, I don't think Memphis is in Phoenix's league at this point in time based on how everybody has played. Yes, Mayor Mitchell. It's Russ. Portland. Portland, did I, what did I say, Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I kept saying Phoenix. No, Portland, sorry. Portland's league with Damian Lillard, you know, throwing up 61 or whatever it was. There's just no chance that they're beating Portland. I just, maybe I'm wrong. Damian Lillard looks like a man on a mission. 
And the poor San Antonio Spurs are eliminated before they even play their game today. So they're they're done. That doesn't really matter much. So Lillard and Portland uh, against uh, Memphis is what it's looking like right now. And, well, we'll see how Memphis does. I just don't think they have enough horses uh, to get this done against uh, the Portland Trailblazers. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. Come back. Uh, on the other side, still got to hear from Coach Budenholzer uh, today. Still got to go inside the Bucks locker room today. And we'll eye up the enemy. All coming up next right here on The Fan. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. Bucks come up on the losing end today to the Memphis Grizzlies in a game that meant absolutely nothing to the Bucks. There was no Giannis because he was suspended uh, for this game after he hit Buddy Mo Wagner in the last game. And now they wait to see uh, when they play the Orlando Magic, a game that's expected to be on Monday. Could be Tuesday, I guess. Uh, but we're thinking it's going to be Monday. So waiting on that, I'm assuming that will come out at some point tomorrow. Uh, maybe tonight. We'll see how this all plays out. 119-106. Grizzlies over the Bucks uh, today. And uh, Coach Budenholzer talked after the game about this. And uh, let's see what Coach Budenholzer had to say. I think we are very, very close to healthy, and um, you know, all 16 guys will, uh, unless something changes between now and, and uh, the start, you know, should be healthy and available. And um, that's that's obviously crucial and important in the playoffs, and was a priority for us coming down here. Um, you know, as far as how we're playing, it, it certainly doesn't feel and look like, and you know, when you look at the film, that we're at our best. So. Um, you know, I think we'll be all anxious to, to get some work in these next few days, um, do some prep uh, for Orlando, work on ourselves, um, you know, get prepared to, you know, play better, play at a higher level, um, you know, uh, as we go into the playoffs. Eric, name. How concerned are you about regaining that form? Um, I would say hopefully appropriately. Um, you know, hopefully there's appropriate uh, amount of understanding for getting through these seeding games and, and getting to the playoffs. Um, you know, as someone who, or as a team that that had done a lot of great work in the season to put ourselves in this position, and, and now we, you know, we've got some work to do. We've got to sharpen up. We've got to get better. Uh, but I, you know, total faith and belief in this group, and um, you know what they've done to date, and how they work, and and how they perform. Are you disappointed that after these eight games, you have to be looking for that form, regain that form? Like, I know a number of things happened. Giannis's dental surgery, the suspension, all of that kind of moved things around a little bit. But is it disappointing to need to be looking for that right now? Um, you know, there's lots of different ways you can look at it. You know, I don't think, uh, you know, everybody wants to play great and beautiful and, and perfect and, and competitive basketball every night. Um, it doesn't happen. Um, our consistency has been one of our calling cards, and um, it, it hasn't been in these uh, in these eight seeding games. But uh, at the same time, the roster, the talent, the ability, the belief, the understanding is all very much there. And um, you know, I think to to go through some of this now, um, you know, could be a little bit of a, a silver lining and um, an understanding of you know um, 
you know, how we, we have to compete and play and, and all the things that the guys, you know, deeply understand and have done for a lot, a lot of long time. Matt Velasquez. Yeah, I know that you guys maybe aren't exactly where you want to be or playing how you want to be right now, but is there anything that you look at from the eight seeding games and think, okay, that's a positive, that, that is definitely a sign of progress from these eight games? I think just, you know, the fact that, you know, unless something unusual happened tonight or uh, we're coming out healthy, you know, I just can't stress that enough. As you look around, you know, there there will be some teams that, you know, that can't say that, don't have that. That's a huge positive. Um, you know, I think some of the guys, uh, you know, Frank and Thanasis and some of the guys that got a lot of minutes, DJ, um, you know, have shown that they're ready to help us and play. Um, you know, defensively, we've been really, you know, kind of tested. Um, you know, teams have executed, played well. Um, there'll be some good stuff for us to look at and practice and prepare. Um, you know, so I think I think we've been we've been pushed, and I um, mean, you know, I think the guys are looking forward to uh, to the start of the playoffs. Zora Stevenson. Coach, specifically, how do you plan to use the next few days and balance it with a mix of maybe practices, individual workouts, recovery, rest? What do you see that looking like in a perfect world? Well, I think, um, you know, we don't know exactly what day we play, I don't think. I think, you know, they've come out with some parts of the schedule and the timing of games, but um, unless unless uh, something's happened in the last few minutes or last, you know, a little bit, I don't know uh, what time or what day we'll play. So that dictates a lot of things. Um, but certainly, I think tomorrow the coaching staff will put a lot of uh, time into prep. And, and, and then in the evening, we'll spend some time with the team, uh, which is our normal routine. And I'm sure we'll have, you know, several, um, you know, good quality kind of traditional five on five practices, work on different things on both defensively and offensively and get ready for the playoffs. All right, there's Coach Budenholzer. And good thing, while he was talking, the Bucks or not the Bucks, the NBA emailed out uh, and put out on social media the playoff matchups and time. So I have that in front of me, courtesy of the NBA emailing me, so I appreciate that. All right, so here we go. The Bucks will not play on Monday. The Bucks will play on Tuesday uh, at 12.30 uh, Central Time. 12.30 on Tuesday uh, will be the Bucks game. On Thursday, August 20th, it will be a 5 o'clock start on August 20th. On Saturday, August 22nd, a noon start on the 22nd. Monday, August 24th, game four, a 12.30 in the afternoon start. So weekday playoff games uh, during the day. Uh, Mayor Mitch, do you, uh, you, you like a 12.30 start, a noon start? Uh, for these games, uh, for the playoffs, it's definitely not primetime basketball by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly weird. Um, I, you know, I guess I don't have a problem with it. Got to get them in. Got to get them in. Got to get them in in the bubble. The and... bubble is what it is, correct. Uh, and as far as uh, games on TV, I'm assuming Fox Sports Wisconsin will get the first round like they normally do as well. Nationally televised, TNT on Tuesday, the 1230 start. ESPN on Thursday, the 20th, the 5 p.m. start. Saturday the 22nd, the noon start on TNT. Monday the 24th on NBA TV, and that is a 12.30 uh, Central uh, start there. So, interesting stuff. All right, uh, let's eye up the enemy. 
behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. All right, let's eye up the enemy and see what the Memphis Grizzlies did in this one. The Grizzlies, again, you know, they're full full in and playing their starters around 30 minutes uh, in this game uh, for the most part. Leading score uh, in this one, again, Dylan Brooks just went crazy uh, in this one. 12 of 18 from the floor in 33 minutes, 4 of 7 from 3, 3 of 5 from the free throw line, 31 points for Dylan Brooks in this one. Couple boards, couple of assists uh, for him. Valance shooting at the old Raptor Center. Uh, he had 26 points, 19 boards, and 12 assists. A triple double for the former Raptor Center there. Two of three from three, two of two from the free throw line. And I'm assuming they're going to need him big time in this playing game or games, depending on how Saturday goes, uh, coming up on Saturday and Sunday for the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant, uh, the guy that everybody talks about, 12 points, 13 boards, 10 assists, a triple-double for him as well. He did have six turnovers in the game, 5 of 17 from the floor for John Morant, 0 of 4 from 3, 2 of 2 uh, from the free-throw line. and That that was pretty much uh, about it uh, for them. Uh, Kyle Anderson had 10 points, 3 boards, 6 assists. Off the bench, Brandon Clark had 10 points and 7 rebounds. Everybody else in single figures for the Grizzlies as they beat the Bucks 119 to 106. All right, we'll take a quick time. I'll come back. We'll look at uh, the rest of the NBA schedule. If you're just tuning in and you missed uh, hearing when the Bucks are going to play, I'll go over it again. I will tell you their first game will be Tuesday afternoon, a 12:30 in the afternoon tip on Tuesday afternoon, which means that game will be done by 2:50. 2.45, 2.50, somewhere in that area, very latest, 3 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. And uh, we will have uh, the Wendy's Big Show meets the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show coming up on Tuesday afternoon with myself, Gary Ellerson, and Leroy Butler. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. I'm not sure there is an Are You Kidding Me? moment necessarily. Like something that stuck out and you're like, oh my goodness. But I will say this, Frank Mason, the third playing well now. He's he's playing well. He was our MVB earlier in the show. 18 points for him, 7 of 13 from the floor, 3 of 6 from three-point range, 1 of 2 from the line, 4 rebounds, 8 assists, a steal, a block, uh, and a turnover. Yeah, I mean, to me, and I just don't know, man. I just don't think that even if Bledsoe struggles, they're going to go to him. Like, I just don't. I don't think he has any chance of playing. We're talking about with Matt Velasquez here in, in two or three minutes. I, I just don't think he has any chance of playing. I really don't. I think it's going to be George Hill and Eric Bledsoe, and if one of them are in foul trouble or something like that, Middleton or Giannis will bring up the ball into the half court, and that's how this bad boy is going to play out. I guess I would really be surprised uh, if it went any other way at this point. 
Uh, okay, I uh, got some tweets coming in here as far as what's your biggest concern. CJ tweets at the fan, everything. They lost their swag. I don't know. I just, I, I guess I'm just not there. Uh, Nathaniel tweets at the fan, Kemba Walker is the third option on that Celtics team. Kyle Lowry is the third option on the Raptors, or you could say, uh, even if even he's going to give you close to 20 points per game, we're going to have a bunch of third options who's going to give you at least 17 to 20 points per game. And Nathaniel talking about Eric Bledsoe's struggles, obviously, and thinks that is going to be an issue uh, here going forward. I'm concerned about Bledsoe, too. He just has to find his rhythm a little bit uh, in this Orlando series. If he can do that in time for Indiana-Miami, I think he'll be fine. Tim tweets at the fan playing in the bubble versus at Pfizer Forum. I'm not sure the best team will win this year's championship. Well, let's just say what it is, right? It's Lakers, Clippers, Bucks. I'll be nice. I'll give you Toronto. I'm not there, but I'll give you Toronto. If one of those four teams don't win the NBA championship, I would say one of the best teams in the NBA didn't win the NBA championship. Because if we're going based on regular season and how everybody played up until this pandemic, those were the four best teams in the NBA probably at that point. So if if one of them don't win, then I would be down with saying the best team probably didn't win and this bubble thing kind of screwed everything up. But that is not certainly to take away from them winning. Because as Giannis has said, Budenholzer has said, other players have said this is going to be a tough, tough championship to win because of the conditions you're playing in at this point. There's a lot going on. All right, if you're just tuning in and you missed us uh, talking about the Bucks playoff schedule in the last segment, here is the Bucks playoff schedule. Tuesday afternoon, they'll play their first game. 12.30 in the afternoon, game one, Orlando and Milwaukee. Game two will be Thursday, next Thursday, August 20th, a week from today, a 5 o'clock uh, central uh, start time. Game three will be on uh, Saturday, August 22nd, a noon start. Game four, August 24th, a 12.30 in the afternoon start. I went and I looked at the other team schedules. The other team schedules, Miami, Indiana, uh, Toronto, and Brooklyn have someday games, I, I guess. The Bucks have three games that start at 12 or 12.30. They're the only team that has three games that would start at 12 or 12.30 uh, in this entire lineup of playoff games. All right, Matt Velasquez is ready to go from the Milwaukee Journal Center. We'll see what he thinks of the playoff schedule. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. That's right. Live from the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin studio. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Mayor Mitch Ross, executive producer of this show, Other Side of the Glass. And uh, joining us now is Matt Velasquez on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Uh, Matt, first things first, Middleton doesn't make it into the elite club for uh, 50% uh, field goal percentage, and then your three-point percentage and your free throw percentage and all that fun stuff. All Hall of Famers pretty much 
in that club. He was so close, needed his first couple of shots, and they could have sat him and he would have been in. Said he misses his first two shots and then was chasing the rest of the game, the field goal percentage, trying to get to 50%. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of the rare situations where you're going to say that you know, 49.7% from the field for a season is kind of a letdown, right? It's weird, (laughs) yeah. His his year was just so, so good. Um, You know, he's going to be on one of the all-NBA teams. I I don't really have very many doubts about that. His numbers are certainly deserving of that. And it would have been a a feather in his cap for him to get, you know, 50, 40, 90 with over 20 points per game. But, you know, sometimes that's the way the ball bounces. And, uh, you know, today wasn't his day. Uh, no, it wasn't, and that's okay. You just want to get ready for the postseason. It wasn't Eric Bledsoe's day either, and we were asking uh, so far during the show, what's your concern going into the postseason? Bledsoe, the runaway winner at this point, is he is struggling on the offensive side? Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, I think if you're going to pick a concern uh, or single out a player to be concerned about, uh, I think that's somebody who, you know, his, his past and his present aren't necessarily pointing at uh, an ideal future. Uh, and, and so, you know, could it, could that be turned around real quick? Sure it could. You know, could he have a great series against the Magic? Could he have a great series potentially against the Heat or the Pacers? Like, absolutely. I could see all those things happening. Uh, but if you had to pick somebody, I think right now that's somebody I'd be a little concerned about just because, you know, he hasn't gotten uh, back up to speed the way some other guys have. We talk about the playoff schedule. I just read it off uh, for the Bucks. Are you surprised at all with all the day games and early day games? I mean, they're not even like three or four o'clock starts. They're noon and twelve thirty starts. Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Um, if, if you're, I mean, I'm kind of surprised in the sense that they're getting three out of the four games that they have planned right now. They're getting those on either ESPN or TNT. <laughs> That's the only thing that surprised me that they're not, you know, the all NBA TV, TV special. You know, I don't think that's kind of what I would expect. This isn't a series that I think anyone cares about outside of maybe Milwaukee. I don't even know if anybody in Orlando cares because all everybody in Orlando is focused on the other games. Right. Um, you know, and so you have some Magic fans who care, and you have a lot of Bucks fans who care. Um, but no one's really expecting this to be a competitive series, a series that goes beyond five games. Uh, so if you're ESPN and TNT, you're like, fine, we'll put it on TV. Um, but we're just going to bury it in the afternoon because you know the the primetime games, the, the the close games, the games that you think are going to be you know the best for ratings. That the, the, these games aren't it. You know the other thing I was talking about a, a little bit was the, these West Coast teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, and so forth. They get nine o'clock Eastern starts, nine p.m. Now again, sure, back in L.A. that's like seven o'clock, so I get why they get the late games. They always do, but normally in their own time zone, that's that's a normal time. Playing at nine o'clock at night, do you think that becomes a factor for these teams playing that late? Because they're definitely not used to playing that late at night. I mean, it could be a little bit of a challenge or a little bit of an adjustment. Um, and I, but at the same time, whatever teams they're playing, like they're also probably not used to it for sure. Um, you know, you got the West Coast teams playing West Coast teams. So you got those late games, uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see if in future rounds uh, they, they mess around with the schedule to, to maybe try and get, you know, so the, the Western Conference game might, might be first, and then the Eastern Conference game will be the late game because it doesn't really matter. Uh, but you're also catering to the, the audience in that in that market, and that that audience is going to be up, you know, later because it's, it's earlier there. Um, so they, maybe they won't mess around with it. But in terms of you know the players in the bubble, they'll just have to. Uh, to adjust, and you know the Bucks are about to have to adjust to playing a lot of afternoon basketball. I'm going to give you a, well, maybe a tough question. Give me a sleeper team outside of the top two teams in each conference 
that could surprise and end up in the NBA Finals. So a sleeper team outside of the top two uh, in each conference that could end up in the NBA Finals if they get a couple of breaks. Um, I think in the West I'd go with Houston. Um, obviously, Russell Westbrook's health would be pivotal uh, for that, and, and he may miss uh, some time early in the playoffs, which you know could be difficult. But I think you know that that's a team that they're they're unique and weird, and you know who knows they can they can cause some damage in the in the postseason. And I think in the, in the East, I, I I didn't say Boston outside of the top two. Um, I mean, it's kind of a cop out going with number three, but that's all right. Um, they're they're a really good team, and uh, I, I think that that they can if they get to the you know. Absolutely, I think they should get to the second round if they're, if they're playing Toronto. I think that'd be a really tough, great series. And if you know if they get against the Bucks, um, you know that's that's not a team that you can just kind of you know cross out. The Bucks will just beat. I think that's a really really good team that at their best they can they can play with anybody. Matt, I, I'll be honest with you. Once you get past the first round, I don't think there's anybody you can just check off and say, well, they're going to beat them for sure. I, I don't. I think Miami could play them tough. I think Indiana might be able to play them tough. I think maybe they get by Indiana easier than Miami, and then Boston and Toronto obviously won't be easy. Yeah, no, this is going to be a tough, tough field, and there's no home court advantage. Um, they're going to be playing like basically every other day. This is going to be a serious test, and you know if the Bucks are going to find their way through this to make or even win uh, the NBA Finals, it, they're going to be tested significantly along the way. You know, I don't know if that'll be the case in the first round, but right, no. in general, yeah. We all expect a sweep in the first round, but we were talking with Sidney Moncrief like we do uh, on, on the postgame show earlier, and we were talking about momentum. You know, you lose the first two games at one site, and then you go home. You could help to change momentum a little bit because of your crowd. Here, it's very difficult, I think, to change momentum. Yeah, I mean, that, that's something that we're going to have to see you know, how that goes. You know, And teams are really going to have to lean on each other, lean on themselves uh, in order to find that motivation to dig deep. You can't just kind of ride that, that wave of emotion and excitement from your home crowd. You, you need to be able to generate that uh, from within. And, and I think the teams that are going to be able to do that or have the mental toughness to, to kind of navigate that are going to be the teams that go deep. Matt Velasquez of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next in the playoffs. Finally. Sounds- Sounds great. We're finally here. Playoff time. Thank goodness. Now it finally counts for something. Take care, buddy. Have a good weekend. All right, you do. There he is, Matt Velasquez on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. As your passion outgrown your home, Great Midwest Bank Home Renovation Loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit GreatMidwestBank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, let's look at the injury report. And uh, we had Coach Budenholzer on earlier in the show with his uh, post-game presser, and, and Budenholzer said everybody's good to go. All 16 guys are healthy, will be ready to play when the playoffs start on Tuesday. Well, he didn't know when they were going to play as of the press conference. We found out after the, uh, found out about that after the fact. But he says everybody will be ready to go in the playoffs, all 16 guys, because uh, there was question about Middleton, will he be ready, and so forth. And Budenholzer said everybody will be good. So... Nothing to worry about from an injury standpoint for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now you just got to stay healthy and practice, right? Between now and Tuesday, 
uh, and let things get going at 1230 on Tuesday afternoon as the Bucks uh, take on the Orlando Magic. We're heading into the Bucks locker room to hear what the players saw on the court. Brought to you by the Granville Business Improvement District. The Granville Connection is opening soon. Go to granvillebusiness.org to see how your small business can be a part of it. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. All right, let's go inside the locker room. And this time we'll go inside the locker room and hear from Dante DiFincenzo. 19 minutes tonight, 7 of 13 from the floor, 3 of 5 from three-point range for DiVincenzo, 0 of 1 from the free throw line, 17 points, 4 boards, 4 assists, 1 steal. If I stop reading the box score, there you're going, all right, Dante, nice game. I won't tell you about the five turnovers then. Here is Dante DiVincenzo after the game. I mean, I feel good, um, first and foremost, uh, just to make it out of the regular season healthy going into the playoffs. Um, confident and, and appreciate it. Um, just feeling confident, feeling healthy, um, feel getting my rhythm back. So I feel great uh, personally. I think as a team, it feels overall. I think we're just we're happy to make it out healthy. How close do you feel to kind of where you were before all of this stopped? Um, I feel close. Um, still trying to find. I mean. A couple months off, it's difficult. Um, so just trying to find, pick your spots offensively, kind of find your groove, pick and roll. Um, oh, I'll stay aggressive. You don't want to take away your aggressiveness for me personally. So uh, I'm still finding my way out there, but I feel like I'm getting close. Matt Velasquez. You know, Dante, you guys as a team, you're a, you're a proud group of guys. You're not used to losing a lot. Um, and, and you've gone three and five in, these, in this restart. What do you guys kind of take away from that as, as you guys try to the playoffs um i mean like i said before we're healthy going in the playoffs i think our spirits are high we know we have to work on a few things but um i think all all together i think all of us are feeling good going into the playoffs i know we didn't get the results that we wanted but we we clinched that number one seed and uh that's our focus now is going out and handling business in the playoffs zora go ahead I know I'm putting you on the spot here and you haven't had a ton of time to think about it, but what are your reflections overall just on this entire regular season? Not just talking about the bubble, but let's take it out of everything you all did before that, you know, number one record in the league, number one spot in the East, just everything up to this point. Um, I mean, first and foremost, it was a hell of a regular season for us. Um, I think we grew so much this year, um, I think individually as a, and as a team. Um, so I think what we may have lost during that time off, I think we'll come back. Um, I think it started to come back quicker um, towards the end. Like I said, I know we didn't get the results we got, but when you have a hell of a regular season like that, that chemistry that you have as a team doesn't die off um, immediately. So I think that overall it was a great year and I'm really happy from our success this year. Kane Pittman. Hey, Dante. Uh, Bud, the other day, uh, mentioned himself that even he was a little bit surprised at how good the offense has been and and, uh, just across the league in the bubble, how quickly they've come back. So I'm just wondering for you guys defensively, after such a long layoff, how have you found that chemistry and uh, you guys being in sync defensively? Because we know that was obviously such a strong part of the game. 
Yeah, I mean, I think for us, a big thing is effort and energy for us. That's kind of how we took a lot of actions away for other teams during the regular season. And a big part of that is we fed off the crowd. So we're we're still trying to find a way to find our energy, um, find our effort defensively and make it rough on them just because a lot of guys worked on their game. They came ready in the bubble and they came ready to play. So we just got to focus on our energy and effort and we'll be all right defensively. Eric? Uh, were you aware that how close Chris was to 50-40-90? And can you give him a hard time about not getting there yet, or do you need to wait a couple days? Uh, I mean, I can always give Chris a hard time. It doesn't matter when it is. But uh, <laughs> I definitely am going to get on the bus and give him a hard time as soon as this interview's over. There is Dante DiFancenzo uh, talking after the game today. Bucks come up on the losing end to the Memphis Grizzlies, 119 to 106. Uh, all right, that will do it for the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Don't forget when the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. And since they won today, Make sure to get to Wendy's, right? Get yourself a free sausage or bacon biscuit or a free small frosty chino with any breakfast purchase. This offer is only good for 24 hours after each Bucks win, so act fast. Get there tomorrow morning. Get yourself a free sausage or bacon biscuit or a free small frosty chino with any breakfast purchase. When the Bucks win, you win at Wendy's. Coming up next, CBS Sports Radio and the Zach Gelb Show. And then tonight after Brewers Cubs, Tim Allen back here after the last pitch. You'll make the switch to the Bayview Shade and Blinds postgame show. Enjoy the rest of your night. Talk to you tomorrow at 2 on the Wendy's Big Show. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.